Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-447-444. Call ID 90337. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, everybody? It's uh, Monday... July 4th, it's uh, 2016, and uh, yeah, who's in the chat here, Ounce of Salt per Day, Deciphering BS, Jacob Israel, Flies on Horses, Hoopsefter, Mahatma Coat, Papa Cat, Plabia, Wanda Wanda, yeah, and it's uh, July 4th, uh, the celebration of uh, Independence Day. And, uh, all of that. So, uh, I don't know what most people are doing on that. I guess setting off firecrackers, doing some barbecue and then, uh, all of that. And, um, well, yeah, the funny thing about that too is that, I don't know how many people actually, as far as uh, that celebrate 4th of July, even know what the purported reason for it is, like the, you know, so-called Revolutionary War, and then that supposedly represented freedom from the British Empire and that was supposedly the birth of America or the starting or the founding of America and then that's when we got our independence from the monarchy King George the crown and that's what we're told what was what happened but uh, yeah it's it's interesting like uh well i was watching one of those mark dice man on the street interviews he's going around there he's down there in san diego and he's interviewing people on the street hey uh celebrating independence day this weekend oh yeah so uh what is the what did what is the uh what are, what are we celebrating independence from and like like a whole bunch of people, according to you know, this video, is like had no clue. And I don't know. I talk about the 
all of that with the uh, idea of the uh, you know the United States being okay being a country. What does that mean? What does America mean? And you know it's these are stories you know you get told, and these are sort of legendary accounts of something that happened in the past. And, you know, what do they really mean? What does that mean, independence? So were we truly, okay, so at, from that point on, we were independent from the, the, the British Empire from that point forward. Well, I don't even know how you could say that. Even on just the surface level, without going into any clandestine treaties or going into the was the Treaty of uh, Versailles, or uh, can't, can't recall all of those, where it basically amounted to the treaty that had been set up between the between the colonists and the British, the the king. And it basically described how, you know, hey, yeah, you know, we had this war and good job. Congratulations winning, you know, those British King George the, to the colonists. Right. But, yeah, you owe us a shit ton of money you have to pay it back. Uh, it's like, yeah. So so how do you get independent? Oh, we're paying Britain back for the, for the war that they they finance both sides of the war I, or whatever happened. But, yeah, anyway, whatever the case. I mean, let's let's think it. Let's step away and think about it for a minute. It's like, okay, you have the uh, shipping lanes, the 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 interna- uh, international trade and in goods going on in the world. You know, even back then. And okay, how do you get, uh, for instance, uh, uh, clothing, jewelry? Uh, of course, you know they set up manufacturing here in the States. But uh, were we, you know, entirely self-sufficient of any goods, trade, services, blah, 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 on and on? It's like, no, not really. I don't think even at that stage, 1776, America was self-sufficient because that's how you be independent. In order to be independent, you have to be self-sufficient. And how the hell were we into how hell we self sufficient or separate and apart from uh, the motherland or Britain? Because this was you got to remember there was nothing here by in the way of uh, uh, you know civilization is concerned. As far as um, you know, everything had to be kind of built from the ground up, right? According to to uh, oh well, industry, manufacturing, trade, all on and on, all that stuff. And then, you know, you had the, the, uh, oh, agriculture and, and all that, that, you know, requires, um, know how it requires equipment. It requires, you know, some, some input from, uh, the developed, uh, infrastructure of Europe. And it was ongoing post war, pre war, and all that. So how how do you say that we're just based on that independent? And plus, you know, we owed them shit ton of money. And uh, how long did it take to pay? I don't know. Are we still paying that off? Maybe we're still paying it off. I don't know. We're still paying. Didn't it get? I heard something, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting this mixed up with uh, some other war or something. But yeah, it didn't get paid off until like 
seventies or something. I, I can't remember. I don't know that our debt to the Britain for the revolutionary war or something. I don't know. There's no, but anyway, there's always debt left over with the, any war, right? Cause it costs a lot of, a lot of money, a lot of expenditure. And then, that, then it ends up being owed back to the financiers, the bankers or whatever. But, uh, right, right, right. So independence day, what even does it mean? Uh, well, we're told that, you know, talk about the magical powdered wig, man. So they were, so, so why, why do you bring that up, Chris? Like what's, a, what's you, know, you making fun of? You like to make fun of, well, no, it's just pointing out that it was, it, it was a style that was fashioned after, I think Louis the 14th, the King. And that's why else would you wear a freaking powdered wig on your head? It's, it's, it's like, you got to think it through. It's like, what, what was the point? Especially dudes already have hair. Okay, maybe it's like you're bald already, but not it's like you had hair. It's like, well, that's that's the the stylings and the trappings of the monarchy, and that's what the founding fathers wore. It's like, come on, come on, look. It's like, but no, they're independent. They're separate now. Oh, but they still they still have all the all the finery and the accoutrements and the uh, dress and appearance and mannerisms and uh, everything of uh, the aristocracy of Europe. And they were also uh, landowners and men of wealth and prominence uh, from Britain. I mean, that's where all that came from. Right. And then, and how it got set up here, right? It, they didn't just scratch everything out of the ground here. Powdered wig powder and everything else. They, they, all that came over from Britain. And uh, and they maintained most of that. I mean, it, you know, a, but then at the other hand, oh, we're a, we're a brand new nation and we're independent of them. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So were we ever independent? I don't think so. I think it's a bunch of cock bull, it's a bunch of stories. Uh, it always has been uh, some kind of variation of one form or another of the the select handful of people ruling over the rest of the people. And it's like, what, how is that any different? And then they magically made laws into existence out of some parchment paper and some quill ink pens. And they wrote some stuff down and they... Did it in a closed-door session where it was closed to the public. That's what I hear. And the commoners weren't allowed in. And then oh, someone raised a ruckus, and they said, oh we'll, we'll, oh, we'll make this Bill of Rights, too, for everybody so that they have rights. It's like, yeah, right, rights. And then you got rights written down on paper. I mean, how – if you think about it for a minute, it's like the whole concept is, I think, fundamentally – Intrinsically flawed, right? So you can write stuff down on paper, and then that's your rights, and that's the laws and the rules and the laws of the land in perpetuity. I mean, yeah, so how do you end up in a position to enable you to do such magical feats of writing shit down on paper and having it be the law of the land forever? How do you do that? How do you, how do you become one of those, um, founding fathers or whatever you want to call them. How do you do that? How do you, how does that come about? 
It's like, oh, they just are founding fathers. Founding, they're our founding fathers. They, they did the laws. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. What? Well, well, why? And all they did this and that. And George Washington was a general, and he was brave man, and he fought in the war t- in the wars, and and that's how. And it's like, ah, yeah, okay. Uh, still doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know how. You, how all that gives you magical powers to write shit down on paper. And then, then it's, it's like everybody's bound to it for, for generation after generation after generation from that point forward. Uh, but Chris, you, you, you idiot, you got to have laws and you got to have something in society. Everybody's like, yeah, okay. What does that even mean? You got to define it. And I've went on and on about that repeatedly. And pointing out, giving examples. I got the wall of calls. Anyone checking out? Calling officials, so-called authorities. Do they follow laws? No, absolutely not. They don't follow laws. They don't follow their own codes. They don't. And somebody might say, well, that's just like in trivial stuff. Like when it's, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like if it's, uh, if it's, if it's something quote unquote trivial, it's like, well, like what? Then, okay, like in the instance of, and I've talked about this before. It's like, okay, you pull over something like a seatbelt ticket. And there ain't nothing trivial about that. So, yeah, just pay your $20 and go on. It's like, no, you don't. If you decide, okay, that's so trivial that I want to, you know, regard it as such. It's just a trivial matter. And uh, I had the discussion uh, with the people on the phone. Like, that, that's... Some of the stuff, some of the stuff I haven't posted. There's like some of it. I just had just ongoing back and forth between this issue, and then they basically tell me, "Hey, you know, it's just twenty dollars. Once you, you know, hey, well, I don't know why you. Do, and then you want to go to court. You want to go for the judge. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like it's ba- essentially in so many words, but told it's like, well, no. I said I don't want to do any of that. I said I would gladly just wad this thing up and throw it in the trash, and we'll be done with it. You know, I don't agree with it, so." And you're telling me it's no big deal. It's nothing. So I'd throw it away and let's forget about it, right? It's like, oh, no. If you do that and you don't show up to court, you're going to jail. It's like, what if I don't want to go to jail? Well, you have to go to Oh, so that means you'll force me into the jail. So, no, none of it's trivial, is it? No, hell no. None of it's trivial. Now, when it comes to, to you know, police, do they wear seatbelts? No. They don't wear seatbelts. I ask them. I said, it's like. Uh, I, I saw a cop pull up when I was standing in the court. He didn't have a seatbelt on. Actually, didn't actually see him. But then I, 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 when he came into the court from outside, I said, "Hey, I asked you a question." He's like, "You know, you always wear your seatbelt." And then he, and then he was like, trying to like qualify himself to me. He says, "Oh no, I, I, I took it off before I pulled into the." Like he thought that I saw him, but I didn't. I was just asking him a question. And, and, and he was like, okay, whatever, dude, you weren't, you weren't wearing it. Okay. I, yeah, cold out, flat out busted him, but I, I, whatever. Uh, how many tickets have you written to your fellow officers over the years for seatbelt ticket violations? He says, none. I said, no, okay. But that's the number one cause of death is traffic accidents for cops. It's not, not getting shot by robbers or anything, but you know, whatever. But anyway, yeah. Okay. The officials don't follow the laws. And, and then, you know, there's all kinds of examples that go way above and beyond that. There's certain classes of people that don't have to follow the laws. 
If you have wealth and influence, you don't have to follow the laws. That they don't, they certainly don't apply to you with this, with with the same degree of uh, vigor and regimen that they do to everybody else. That's for certain. Everybody knows that. You have to be an idiot not to know that. But um, uh, who's saying in the chat? Better be safe than sorry. Better buckle up. It's like, yeah, well, better buckle up. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, you know safety? Well. Let's define that. It's like, uh, is is the is the single point harness? Is that good enough, or should I? You know, you could be safer with a five point harness, right? And a roll cage in your car. That would no doubt be safer. You would be safer in your vehicle. Uh, why not mandate that? You know, uh, why can I? go out and purchase a motorcycle and I can drive that all around and it doesn't even have a seatbelt on it. How is that even allowed? It doesn't have a seatbelt. Like you don't have to wear a seatbelt on a motorcycle, but you assume more risk, but you're allowed to see. There's no consistency with any of it either, but see, we're a nation of laws, but see laws are fictions. They're fictions. They're arbitrary. They're, they're capricious. They're, they're, they, they have no consistency, either logical or by their application. It's, it's a bunch of flim flam. And then, you know, if we're a nation of laws and the the nation is a bunch of fucking flim flam. And and you'll see it with the, oh, the Clintons and all this recent stuff. And it's like, oh, whether or not she did what, whatever she did or not, I know for a fact I've worked in the military and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, they take the classified stuff seriously. And if you get uh, jerking and dicking around with that stuff, and then especially if it's stuff that's like classified a certain way, yeah, you get, you get normally you would get punished. She get punished. It's like, no. And whether or not that's true or whatever happened, I don't really know. I'm not following that closely, but it's, it's putting on display for you that, yeah, this, this person is above the law. You know, if you do such things and like it's going to be it's going to go quite different for you, you'll at least get fired. But no, it's like nobody gets fired. Nobody goes to jail. They have these so-called investigations. The woman gets up there and says, I don't remember. I don't know. That's good enough. Well, is that good enough for you when you go to court? It's like, I don't know. I don't remember. It's like, I, you know, it's like. Um. No, no, that, would, that wouldn't work. But, yeah, we're a nation of laws. So, yeah, remember that. On Oh, yeah, remember to buckle up when you're driving this weekend, too. It's actually, is it that great of an idea? I don't know. I question that because um, that's another thing. You know, we're always told that, yeah, seatbelts save lives. And uh, but then I've seen studies where and they're and they're pretty by their appearance, look pretty thorough and that are factoring in a whole bunch of different factors. Like, okay, what kind of crashes do you get in? What's the typical kind of crashes and what types of injuries are you sustained in these types of crashes and how many of them result in deaths as percentage with all kinds of variables involved. And it comes out to looking like that seatbelts actually cause more injury and death than they prevent. 
So according to this, what apparently was a well-researched and documented study on this efficacy of seat belt safety belts but um don't yeah listen to any of that yeah where's where your safety belt i'm not telling anybody not to wear their safety belts like because the perception has been established and firmly anchored in people's minds that yes absolutely you wear seat safety belt because well it wouldn't be called a safety belt if it didn't make it safe would it so it's like yeah but do you go into actual statistics you got to ask yourself too, is like, okay, why can't I go? Or maybe you can, I don't know. Can you go on a government site and get actual statistics on um, just how many lives have been saved? Like pre and post safety belt enforcement laws. It's like, yeah, it's really sketchy when you look into it. As far as I could tell when I remember doing it. But anyway, yeah, but you got to do it. You got to wear, got to wear them. But anyway, um, Here's an article looking at Jay's analysis. And then he's got a link to this uh, article from uh, the soul of the East. Let freedom ring. Freedom, D-U-M-B. Rollover monarchs. The world is now run by virtuous, informed citizens who jealously guard their liberties and work tirelessly to keep themselves abreast of the latest legislation, geopolitical developments. Thanks to the Enlightenment, humanity has wakened to its own inner potential. We saw the divine spark within ourselves and realized we are our own true masters. I am the Captain Crunch of my own destiny. Humans across the globe, for the first time in history, became conscious of their political sovereignty and rose up to install Masonic republics, where the hallowed institution of law would rule. Yeah, there you go, the hallowed institution of law. Prior to that movement, all men were trapped in the Dark Age. This gloomy epoch of Aeon's past is one in which kings ruled, and and the kings, these kings were vile religious brutes who persecuted innocent witches, all based on phallocentric superstitions. Truth be told, the power-hungry men feared the divine potential of the Vijayjay, and knew if women were was released from her domestic prison, the triumph of human rights would break the chain of global self-imposed bondage. Billions of innocent witches were burned by entities like the Catholic Church, which in Salem alone killed a million fearless women at the witch trials recorded for posteria by Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Uh, the liberty of the enlightened citizen also showed the world the folly of belief in races, gender, and patriarchal sexual tyranny. All of us are a degree homosexual, and on the sexual spectrum, we enjoy the gender freedom we so desire. Great heroic women of the French Revolution were martyred to bring you internet porn, freeing you from the prison of relationships, marriage, and actual sexual interaction. Uh, in our day, we are subject to the tyranny of unsustainable population growth and right-wing religious, religious fanatics. Religion still re- reigns in the minds of the back, backwards and superstitious who are incapable of recognizing that science has already left them behind. Through science, we will soon be able to download our minds into a zip drive. And science has proven this. As in the film Lucy, we will be able to achieve immortality through technologies akin to Aladdin's genie lamp. And with the rise of artificial intelligence cloning, we will soon be able to have sex prompts with dinosaurs and robots, as well as dinobots, just as Mole Man has always, des- has always destined to do. Let freedom ring. 
So today, if you want to take a deep breath, meditate with me, and believe in yourself, stop for a moment and smell the flowers. Touch that unicorn. Feel it. Let the bodacious unicorn slowly take over your mind. Now very slowly find your heart in your mind. Let your heart slip freely into the field, to a field, singing in exaltation. Sashay after your heart into a dark glade. Now tackle your heart and slowly punch it until blood runs forth. Kick the ever-loving crap out of your heart. In its place, let the unicorn spirit arise. You have now conquered your dreams. If you think it will come, like that one movie said. And that's from our good man Jay. Over there at the Jay's Analysis. And that's about letting freedom. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's what freedom has always been about. It's about been been about uh yeah, just exploring all these different uh derivations of uh sexuality, however they come about. Whatever whatever I guess anybody can imagine themselves to be you dress up like that and you be that thing. Like some dudes like it wants to be a, a six year old girl. They could do that. You can, um, it, you could it, go the man, go from a man, from a woman to back and forth. That's all. That's all. That's, that's what, what the founding fathers were fighting for. That's what your grandfather's fighting for in world war two. So we can get to this day and age and have, Total, um, yeah, identification and, and, and rights for every kind of sexual uh, proclivity that anyone might have an inclination to have. And uh, that is what it's all about, according to what you see every day around you, like the total utter fixation and all that. So yeah, that's what freedom's about. That's what freedom's about. Uh, what else is freedom about? Well, you're free to watch TV. You're free to see as much TV as you want. And then they'll show you this stuff about people getting shot up. See, the gays are under attack, and uh, they're getting killed in, in droves, and the nightclub got shot up, right? Gays are under attack. And uh, that's cause for concern, because that's not, that's not freedom, is it? Getting, getting shot. Getting shot for being gay, getting shot for going to nightclub, get shot. That's anti-freedom. And then the Muslims do it because they hate our freedom. They hate our freedom. They hate they hate uh, people's self-expression, expressing who they truly are. And that that's a direct attack on America. That's what's it's, it's a gay nightclub like the one in Orlando. That's that's a that's just an icon. That's just as much an icon of of freedom of expression and Americanism as the Twin Towers or anything else. This is gay nightclub. That's what America is about. It's like gay, you know, gay sex, blah blah blah. 
the gay party scene. Oh, that's America's all about that. And then there was a direct attack on that. But, you know, there's a problem with that whole story. And we've went on about, on and on about this before. But, you know, this, this article popped up. And I ran across this on fakeologist.com through, uh, through, by way of a, a, a video. Oh, the guy's handle is how I see the world. He, does, he puts out some really good videos. And he was talking about this article, and this is on memoryholeblog.com. But I just wanted to touch on some of this stuff, because this is, this is some good points. Medical impossibilities, wild ethics, and protocol violations, now the norm in today's false flag events. Uh, it's no secret that in order a person trains in a certain field, they become very knowledgeable at how things operate in that field, don't they? Today, we're led to believe that unless you pursue a degree in a particular field, it's okay to be ignorant of knowledge in that field. It's like we've outsourced the process of critical thinking to those who have degree, degrees in specific fields. That's not being trained in that field becomes an excuse many people use today to blindly accept whatever they are told, in this case by the mainstream media, about issues pertaining to that field study. Uh, what I'm describing here is someone who doesn't want to think on their own, stepping back and taking a bird's eye view of the situation. We're describing someone who not only doesn't want to think on their own, but someone who considers critical thinking a bothersome mental exercise. This is actually no different than the person who doesn't ever want to go to the gym because they are lazy. This willful ignorance is then similar to a mental laziness. As the controllers continue to conduct one false flag shooting event, quote-unquote, after another, destroy our mental peace and sense of safety as they are deliberately tampered with the general public psyche to prepare them for martial law and permanent enslavement. Uh, this mental la laziness or willful, willful ignorance becomes a key tool that allows the controllers to get away with what I call medical miracles and fantastic improbabilities playing out before our eye, very eyes as few are even catching them and, for that matter, even questioning them. And the Orlando shooting, uh, medical, missing medical reality. Uh, take a closer look at the mass shooting false flag in Orlando, Florida, however. We'll observe that in this event, as I've already written about, we saw medical impossibilities, miracles, and massive protocol and ethics violation on full display in broad daylight with very few saying a word. I'll provide emphasis on the word zero to make my point more clearly from police officers playing the role of emergency medical services and paramedics to another big shooting scene with zero ambulances clearly seen anywhere saving lives, to the miracle of police being given the power to pronounce people dead, to zero accounts of people who almost who almost died and then were saved during surgery, to zero accounts of people who were thought to survive and then crashed later on, to zero cases of stories from the frontline nurses, doctors, and paramedics telling us of spe specific challenge, challenges, with those who sustain gunshot wounds, no stories, for example, of any victims who, who perhaps suffered from uh, pneumothorax or pulmonary embolism from the gun wound, but was later saved with other life support measures. No tense days of waiting to see who makes it or who dies. Amazingly, everyone died at the same time during what immediate aftermath period when the story and ceremonies were beginning were being constructed. Yeah, it says here, I'll read a little bit more. The medical miracle of all patients dying at the same time, as I have said many times, again, assumes the fictional reality of one-shot, one-kill, quote-unquote, video game style. We see this medical miracle pushed on us all the time in stage mass shootings. At Sandy Hook, we were told the weapons 
untrained featherweight boy magically wielded his assault rifle with such skills, precision, and speed that his victims were hit and killed immediately without any possibility of being alive, entirely rationalizing why the police, of all people, were able to look visually, examine and confirm death, completely rendering unnecessary the skills and services of the medical professional emergency services, excuse me, and uh, paramedics, workers, etc. This, my friend, is a wild medical impossibility of epic proportions. I couldn't help but to notice that in an attempt to control the two-dimensional reality, the mainstream media set up what appears to be a staged doctor preps conference where the doctors tell how lucky, quote-unquote, they were that no one died at the hospital, according to Dr. Michael Cheatham, (laughs) chief trauma surgeon who happened to be the same doctor selling the, quote-unquote, lockdown rationale in the morning of the shooting. And then it goes on into the... uh, yeah, the press conference in Orlando. And that's another thing. And we've touched on this. And then there's the improbability of that many people dying from gunshot wounds. Because statistically, uh, you get shot. Uh, you have like an 80, 90% survival rate on shootings. And according, and if you read farther in this article... It's from Memory Hole blog once again, and it's titled Medical Impossibilities, Wild Ethics, and Protocol Violations, Now the Norm in Today's False Flag Events. It goes on to talk about that. About survivability of gunshot rates. Got the video of this Dr. Andreas Grabinski on gunshot wounds. Talked about him before. Yeah, over the last 20 years, the chances that a person will survive a critical gunshot wound has increased substantially, perhaps by around 30 to 40 percent. So even in the last 20 years, the uh, trauma medicine has gotten better to the point where it's even a 30 to 40 percent improvement over what it used to be. Uh, So you got that. But, yeah, dead at the scene. The cops pronounce them dead, which... Is not typical, which I wouldn't, I'm not a medical expert, but I, I wouldn't think that that would be if you have somebody that's a cop, because, you know, they tell you this all the time, especially fucking cops and bureaucrats and shit. Well, that's not my department. I don't know. And it's like, oh, but then in this cops can declare people dead, but n- nothing is ever their department except for cop shit. But in this case, yeah, they get to pronounce people dead. It's like, mm, no, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so they get to pronounce them dead. Just like at Sandy Hook. It's like the cops came in. All these kids are dead. There ain't no life left in them. They're dead. Good. And they left them in the building overnight. It's like, yeah, come on. It's like, no, that's not what happens. Like, what? what did, what is the official account about JFK? He got his half of his head blowed off. It was gone. His head was blowed off. What did they do? They said, that, that, that dude's dead. Look at him. Head blowed off. No, they took him to the hospital and tried to resuscitate him, and his, like, brain was gone. Uh, There has been... Now, I don't know about people having their half their head gone, but I've... I've, uh, That, when I was looking over that material, that uh, Grabinski guy, the doctor, uh, Grabinski, um, there, I, I was kind of thumbing through that book, and there was some pictures in there, and there was, like, one, it's, like, Wow, dude, like, his whole forehead was gone. It was like flap of skin and he got gunshot in the head. They said, yeah, this particular gentleman survived. It's like, wow. wow. So, like, uh, I think that he 
later died. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he, you know, even with a big chunk of his skull gone, getting taken to the hospital, they were able to put him on life support, bring him out of it, get him into, yeah. See, I mean, what I'm trying to get at is that you're not going to have cops pronouncing people dead. But in these mass shootings, yeah, that's the two-dimensional reality as they so poignantly stated in this article is which what it is is a two-dimensional reality you don't even get anything approximating reality you get this and you know i've pointed this out and i think this is this is absolutely correct in my analysis on this stuff is that there's there's very specific reasons for this is that you know when you have this made for television movie this hyper realistic drill drama event uh you have to have a force you have to have you have to have uh, a like a truncated timeline you have to have a shortening of events you have to have the grieving process like we were talking about it has to go through the five stages of grief which the final one being like acceptance and forgiveness and all that it's like they're in fifth stage grief like the next three days later two days later yeah forgive the shooter and like <laughs> uh my my uh, uh my my mother and dad you know they got killed in the shooting they're such great people and i loved them and you know i've just been my heart's been full of love and joy for the shooter and i and i forgive them with all my heart yeah you know it's just one of those things that happens people get shot it's like two days later you know it's like well he's in the fifth stage grief and uh because you know, they have to shorten the timeline Okay, what is it? July fourth. When did the Orlando thing happen? Was it on the man? I don't even remember. It's been like two weeks, so it's already dead. It's already dead. And it's as far as the news item, it's like I'm talking about it because I I don't I don't I don't care what's topical, what's not. I just don't care. If there's something I want to talk about, I talk about it. It's like it's like people probably like tired of hearing about it. It's like this is too Chris. This is two weeks ago, man. For fuck's sake. Why are you talking about Orlando? It's like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. It's two weeks. I mean, we should get off the topic already. Let it let it bygones be bygones. I mean, two weeks for crying out loud. Um, yeah, well, see, that's the point I'm trying to make is that it has a very short shelf life. And I mean, it's like, I don't can't think of anything as a short shelf life in this stuff. I mean, like most of the shit you get at the store will last, you know, a lot longer, even if you leave it setting out. Well, like, well, especially artificial shit you buy, like, but you leave it setting out indefinitely and it won't ever go bad because it's artificial. But anyway, not to get off on that, but it's like, yeah, short shelf life. And then, yeah, you run through the five stages of grief, grief real quick. You know, you got two days later. I'm already over it. I forgive the shooter. I love the shooter. Uh, I want to send the shooter chocolates and flowers and uh get on with my life it's been two days already my wife's dead and uh, uh i'm ready to move on and um i'm ready to talk about how we need gun control and and i'm gonna start uh campaigning it's like yeah that's normal right oh sure and then um uh the the uh yeah cops pronouncing people dead at the scene which they wouldn't do uh what else Oh yeah, the 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 uncharacteristic levels of uh, deaths. 
Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But talking about... It's long, it's long gone and forgotten, pretty much already. Orlando shooting is two weeks ago. What was it, on the 11th? Was it on the 11th? Man, I have to look it up, don't I? Let's look it up. When was it? I even forgot. Forget, forget everything. Orlando shooting. Bop, bop, bop. Da, da, bop. Pow, pow, pow. Bang, bang, bang. You're dead. Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't joke around. Even if it's fake, that's not, uh, not very nice. Uh, June 12th, 2016. Yeah, man. Chris, get on, get, 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 get it, get your, get, get it out of the past, man. And let's move forward. This is the 12th. Today's the, the this is a all whole new month already. This was June. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's like, okay, change subject. Uh, yeah, anybody wants to call in, go ahead and call in. Uh, make this a short one tonight if nobody's going to call in. Caller inners, call in. That's why you're called caller inners because you're supposed to call in. Wouldn't call you caller inners if you didn't call in. Can't be a caller inner if you don't call in. Can't be a winner if you don't call in. Well, not giving away prizes, but if we were giving away prizes, or why we was giving away prizes, the host must call. You wouldn't win a prize, okay? Uh, let's see. I'm getting hum on the on the thing. I was gonna play something too, and I forgot. But anyway, uh, let me get rid of that. Crap. Okay, there. Stop. Uh Wow, let me see. Man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, well, anyway. No, I, uh, uh yeah, off, to- off, off this topic, um, oh, looks like, uh, oh, John sent me a quote. Oh, I just remembered I didn't give a quote. Let's do the quote. John, John was nice enough to send me a quote, so I'm going to read this. Uh, should it be done in the beginning of the call as is traditional, but yeah, screw tradition, screw tradition, screw America, screw the 4th of July, screw fireworks, screw hot dogs, screw apple pie, Chevrolet, screw it. Uh, we Americans are the la, are the lavished. Oh, I, that's, I didn't recognize that word. Let me start again. We Americans are the lavished and showiest and the most luxury-loving people on Earth. And at our masthead, we fly one true and honest symbol, the gaudiest flag the world has ever seen. (laughs) That's attributed to Mark Twain. Yeah, what is the deal with the flag? Look at the flag, would you? Is it gaudy? Yeah, shit. And why? And then people will have shirts and pants with the American flag pattern on it. And it's like, wow, that's a really rough on the eyes there. It's like that's not pleasant to look at. Really, I don't know, but it's definitely recognizable as the American flag. Yeah, it's gaudy. 
red, white, and blue. Do those even colors even go together? I mean, from an aesthetic standpoint. Oh my goodness. Da, 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 da. You should talk to with Ed Sherini, Chris. It's like, I should talk with Ed Sherini. Is he on the call? I don't see Ed Sherini or Dallas Goldbugs. Like, yeah, I don't know if anybody remembers. This is another problem with memory and stuff like that. But it was been a couple of months ago. I actually had an interview set up to talk to Dallas Goldbug. And then, um, like, he didn't show up. And then he didn't tell me, like, what was going on. Maybe he had something. Come- I don't know. Never told me after the fact. Never apologized. Excuse me. I had something come up. Never said nothing. So it's like, okay, man. So, you know, I set aside time and I do this on my own time. Generally, I was like, I don't, it's like I get, I get occasional, like, like I was talking about last time, I get occasional donations. So if I was doing this, do all this stuff for like on my own time and, and it's all on my own volition and everything. It's like, you know, somebody wants to, somebody wants to set up an interview or something like that's great. But it's like, man, it's just like, I mean, my time's valuable to me. And I don't like people fucking waste my time is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, like if he wants to come on the call, he could come on the call. And I do it every Monday nights, typically at um, 9 Eastern. But, uh, yeah, I call in. The numbers on the hoaxbustercall.com at the top, there's live call-in information on and on and all that. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, totally call in, yeah. Um. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, the Mandela effect. I don't know. I'm sure people have heard of this. And it's about, oh, well, you know, you think you remember something, but it's like, okay, there's like all kinds of examples out there. And now it's kind of taken the in, it's taken YouTube by storm, apparently. It's kind of like the, it's like another flat earth thing. And I don't know if the flat earth is fading out or what. I haven't heard. It seems like it sort of is the flat earth thing. It's kind of fading out. But then now this Mandela effect is coming in. And I was just like, personally, I was like not taking any interest in it whatsoever. And then like uh, it came up as suggested videos. I was looking at some other stuff. And, uh, and then I don't even know how I got off on it. But anyway, make a long story short, I clicked on one. They said, oh, yeah, you remember that line out of that movie? The movie called Forrest Gump about the retarded guys running around with braces on his legs and so forth and so on. And there was a famous line in the movie. What was it? And I said, well, life is like a box of chocolates. Nah, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's like, no, that's what it's, no. It's life is like a box. Because I remember hearing people repeating it. I remember this, it's like it was a, it was a fucking, one of those things that, it's not worth cussing over. I shouldn't say F word, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, you just know it from memory. It's like, no, he says life was like a box of chocolate. That's the line. Go back and look at it. And then it's like, no, no, no. So it was just bothering me. So I went back and looked at it. And it's like, he says life was like a box of chocolate. Uh-huh. It's like, no, dude, that's not right. But apparently that's the way it is now. So no, it never was life is like a box of chocolate. Life was like a box of chocolate. It's like 
Okay, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't remember it that well. But anyway, okay, fine. Okay, fine. It's like maybe people misremembered it. And there was another one that I ran across. Not that I've been looking into this extensively, but it's just like now it's just got me sort of like flummoxed. I don't know. It's like that that doesn't make any damn sense. Why would he say was anyway? That doesn't make any damn sense. And there was this other one I ran across. He said, oh, yeah, the movie Moonraker. And this movie has come up a couple of times. It's a James Bond movie where he's the base is on the, in the moon and the guy's coming after him and he's got the teeth and he's the big tall guy and he's got the metal teeth. Everybody, it's like the kid, the kid, like that, you, you kind of, you dig that stuff and it's like, wow, that's really cool. And James Bond and he's, it's, it's the whole thing. And, yeah, so in other words, I remember it from childhood. I was young when that came out. Okay, there's a scene where, okay, Bond is fighting the bad guy, the Jaws, the guy, the middle teeth dude, and the middle teeth dude. They're on the, they're on the, um, the, 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 the sky cars, or what are those things? Rail cars, or whatever, uh, the monorails, or whatever those things are called. They're darn things that, it's like a cable car, cable car. There you go. It's ca- the suspended cable car thing, the suspended there, like on for ski lifts, whatever, those sort of things. And they're fighting on top of one of those. And, and then the dude, uh, crashes and burns. And of course, James Bond jumps off of the thing before it crashes. Cause I guess he's smarter than the bad guy. But, um, so, they show the the jaws. I, I think the actor that played this guy in real life is actually like seven feet tall. He's like this big monstrosity of a dude, and he's got these oh metal teeth. And he gets out of the thing, and he's and then this uh, young lady comes and helps him, and then like push something off of him. And he was he was getting out of the thing where he crashed and burned there, and he's like getting out of the deal, and then like. He looks down at her because he's like seven, eight feet tall. And then she's like looking up at him. And then like he smiles at her. He's got the he's got the metal teeth in full effect. And then she smiles at him and she's got braces on. And then it's like love at first sight. Oh, ha, ha, ha. She's got braces. And then she's OK. So that's that it's that immediate connection there between the two characters in the movie and that's how that's i mean you get it you get it right oh she's got braces oh ha ha i see yeah and then like he's the the jaws the metal mouth guy and then like they they fall in love immediately love at first sight well you go look in the movie now it's like no she never had braces on she never had it's like okay now this is getting fucking weird because okay not only do i remember that but it doesn't make any damn sense without she didn't have braces on. It doesn't make any damn sense. The scene doesn't make any sense now. But they will swear up and down that if you go even get your uh, dusty VHS tape of Moonraker, you go pop it in, you go watch it, the chick doesn't have braces. And it's like, okay, what is going on? Because that, that is something that is very bizarre. And and I because... Otherwise, the scene doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? But you know what? What I I don't I don't know how much to put on this because this is like because there's all kinds of these out there of looking at like some of these and it's like 
they're just miss people just misremembering stuff. It's just that simple. It's like you're just misremembering stuff. And then like some of them are so dumb. Like people are saying, yeah, they changed the live cereal commercial. He used to say Mikey likes everything. Now it says Mikey hates everything. It's like, okay. If, if it said Mikey likes everything because of the whole concept, the whole, plot of the commercial or whatever the story of the commercial is like the brothers and they got the little brother and the and this is new cereal oh well we don't want to try that because grandma said it's supposed to be good for us so we always you know they knew but it's like anybody anything's good for us and it tastes like crap well let's give it to mikey and see what he thinks because he hates everything and then he give it to mikey and he's like he's 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 mucking it down because he likes life cereal and they go, hey, Mike, he likes it, he likes it, he likes it. It's this famous commercial. And see the Mandela effect saying, oh, they changed that because um, I knew, because this, this, I heard this one guy, and it's like, okay, it's like, that, that's, doesn't, because he's saying, oh, well, it, the, the kid always said Mikey likes everything. So it was like, okay, that doesn't make any damn sense. No, the commercial's right. If you go watch it, it's right. It's correct. It's like he hates everything. That's why it's a big deal that he likes Life Cereal, because he hates everything else. It, 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 he don't like everything. That wouldn't be nothing if he liked Life Cereal. Come on. It's like, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. It's making my fucking head hurt. And then they're saying, uh, though, oh, there's, there was only four people in JFK's limo. Now they're six. It's like, fuck no, there's the driver, and then the dude in the front with the driver, Secret Service dudes, and there was Connolly and his wife, and there was Kennedy and Jackie. There's six people. There's always been six people. So there's like there's there's just all this crap out there, man. But there's like a couple of them I ran across that is like this is this is bizarre. Like the thing with the with the woman with the braces, that is just weird. That is just freaking weird, man. It's like that. It's like not only that, but it, there was another video I watched where they're where they're showing. Oh, here's a television commercial, and they're referencing that scene in the movie. And then the the Jaws guy that played the Jaws character, and the and the thing is goes up to the bank teller, and he's like, "Oh, do you take something something card? Blah blah blah. You know, some piece of shit commercial." And then, like she says, no. And then she notices him, this guy from the movie, and then she smiles back. She's got braces on. It's a TV commercial. It's referencing that scene. So that's what makes this really strange, man. It makes it really, really strange. I, I Otherwise, I just totally just, I was always just dismissive of this thing, you know, because like every other one I see, it's like, that's bullshit. You know, it's like you're, you're misremembering it. It's like that's not even makes sense the way you're re-remembering it. So it's, it's like, but there's these these odd ones out there that is like the opposite. It doesn't make any sense the way it is supposedly now. But you know, okay, not to I don't know. But I'll read this email. If anybody's calling in, go ahead and call in. Uh, do 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 do. But I'll read uh what John said about it. Cause I sent him an email about it. Cause uh, I know that he's, he's in my age group. So is Jay. I sent Jay too. I was like, what is, do you remember this chick had braces? I mean, come on. 
And John says, I believe I remember the braces, too. Here's the question. Why do this in movies? Why, according to these new victims of flat earth type psyop, is CERN going back in time and changing the movies? Out of all these things to change, they change Moonraker? The answer is evident in the comments of the clips of YouTube that people have seen Moonraker 20 plus times and in their life by choice. Uh, people, myself included, until four years ago, now not watching anything, have been mind-bombed with entertainment so much that the scene from the crappy movie is very meaningful and part of their past that seems important to them. A part of the past, a part of their past that seems important to them. Uh, whether or not these things are changed for real, which most of them are not, just misremembered. It, yeah, I totally agree. That's like it's just misremembering things. Like, like they'll say, "Oh, the 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 line in Star Wars where Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father.'" And then you go back and look, and he doesn't say, "Luke, I am your father." He says, "No, I am your father." It's like that's it's misre it's misremembering it. He always said, "No, I am your father." It's like they, people are misremembering it because it makes sense if you say, "Luke, I am your father," but not in the context of the movie. Because if you go, if you look at that scene, it's like it fits with the dialogue. He says, no, no, I am your father. But it, it, that, it, it follows the dialogue, is what I'm saying. Like, the chick with the braces doesn't freaking follow. There's differences. So if you're suggesting it used to always be Luke, okay, put Luke, I am your father, in that dialogue. Does That that sounds retarded if he says it at that point in time. It's incongruent. It doesn't fit the flow of the dialogue. So you got to be saying that the, f the whole movie script and everything has been changed. See, you see what I'm saying? Anyway, damn, this is irritating. This shit's irritating. Really, really irritating. It's really just making my head hurt. It's like it's it's like not making my head hurt. It's like my my it's like my brain like itches. Like it's making my brain like like itch. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's like yeah, John's saying this is Ken. It's a it's. He said, yeah, most of the stuff is just misremembered. Yeah, I totally agree. And it said, it's, a, it's akin to bombing a museum in Iraq to erase or change memory of a movie or TV show in the U.S. Culturally, uh, the entertainment has been the most important things in people's lives. The way people relate to each other and identify similar interests in other people is through entertainment. Yeah, and that's spot on. Because, yeah, as, as a cultural uh, signpost or whatever, movies are huge. And that's in this in our culture. It's like, yeah. So you go tweaking those, but see, I don't know how this is even. I don't even know how this is freaking possible at all. I don't know if anybody wants to talk about this. I mean, maybe they have more familiarity with it. Maybe they want to uh, call in. Uh, man. See, I was done with it too. I saw a couple of them, and I, said, I don't know. Yeah, did Mr. Rogers say this neighborhood or did he say the neighborhood and people remember that? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. It's like that. Is it even important? No. It's like, okay. And then I saw one come up and they said, oh, yeah, there's this health product called Bragg's. I said, yeah, yeah, I know that. Where it's like, it's like, no, it's, it's always has been brag, B-R-A-G-G. -G. There is no apostrophe S. And I said, I could have swore, I remember, that it was Bragg's apostrophe S. But it, but no, it's brag, B-R-A-G-G. -G. And I said, yeah, and it's always been that way? It's like, yeah, it's always been brag, B-R-A-G-G, -G, not Bragg's. And they sell 
uh, amino acids and uh, apple cider vinegar or whatnot. It's it's a well-known brand, and it's in health food stores. But don't call it Bragg's, apostrophe S, call it Bragg. And I never even heard it. I don't even recall it ever being Bragg. But apparently, that's it's always been Bragg, B-R-A-G-G. And I'm like, wow, I could have sworn it was Bragg's, apostrophe S. There was a video online somebody showing the Bragg's. I have a bottle from six years ago, and look, it says Bragg. I said, okay, fine. And then he's like showing the rest of the bottle. And then on the other print, it says Bragg's, B-R-A-G-S. That is pretty bizarre. I don't know. What do you make out of this stuff? It's just, then the people are saying all kinds of stuff about it. Is there anything to it at this point? I, I with, with the exception of like a, a small handful of these, maybe, maybe not even that. It's like, I don't know. This is just simple. People are simply misremembering stuff and they're simply just through the, through the power of suggestion, just, just going off the rails with this shit. But. There's these ones out there that it's like, wow, that is really bizarre, man. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it really, I'm really making, making a lot of this. Uh, is it, it's like another flat earth type thing. Uh, psyop. But, um, like we were, we, I was discussing with this John, with John off, off the calls one day because I was going into this a little bit. And I say, yeah, I mean, uh, whether or not this is actually happening, like the, you know, whether or not this is some sort of phenomenon, this has a psychological mass mind effect on people. Cause there's all these people now that are 100% convinced that the, their, their memory is correct and that the current history as it's presented is wrong. And for that reason, I find it interesting. Now they'll go into CERN, you know, the super Haldron collider. And they're saying they're got this thing wired into a quantum computer and there's, and they're pounding around quarks and they're changing actual physical fabric reality. It's like, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, um, as far as this Bond film, I don't know. It's like maybe the braces are gone out of the DVDs. I don't know. Who's checked and verified it? Who's checked and went to other... Maybe the braces are there. I don't know. Uh, same with the Forrest Gump thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I did do a quick download of the movie. And it did, it, it, it was changed to was like a box. Okay, whatever, whatever. But it's like, as, as it stands as a, as a sort of phenomenon, it is interesting. And then how like people, all kinds of people now are like, have latched onto this. And it was another one too. It's like, okay, we talked about this not too long as it came up the subject of adult diapers. It's like the depend, Depends brand, adult diapers. Like, that's the most prominent brand. It's like Kleenex. It's almost synonymous with adult diapers. It depends. Well, no, it's depend. There is no S. There never has been an S. 
you don't say depends. You say depend because that's the name of the brand. It's like, ah, holy crap. Really? Really? It's like, I, I don't know. Is that correct? I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. Why was it? Why would they refer to it as depends? Depends? I never heard it say, I never heard anybody say, oh, I don't know. Well, it's like pants. So it's, if you say pant, it doesn't sound right. If you say pants, I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, all one of those weird things, internet things. Uh, oh, and then they're saying that, oh, Bible verses have been changed. And, uh, I was looking at a couple of those and I said, well, Here's the thing about that. It's like nobody reads the Bible, okay? So whatever they're going to remember from the Bible is going to be like on uh, Franklin Mint plates. Like, the, oh, here's the Franklin Mint plate with the lion laying down the lamb. Well, the verse never said that. It's like the wolf will be amongst That's what it's wolf said. But that's, it's for artistic purpose. Somebody re-rendered it and put the lion with the lamb because it's more picturesque and it's more. And then people have associated that. And then now that they've went and read the Bible, I guess, actually read the Bible, and then it, it doesn't say that, then they're getting all uptight about it. Like, oh, the, the CERN scientists are getting in there and changing the good King James Bible. It's like, no, they're not, dude. It's like you just haven't picked it up and read it in probably ages. People typically don't. And that's that's perfect fertile ground for this type of thing. It's like, yeah, you know. Because that, that's always been the case, too. Just people, I, I've heard it. I don't know how many times people have said something. Yeah, you know, a stitch in time saves nine. A stitch in time saves nine, just like the Bible and the book of Isaiah says. Like, no, that's not even true. It doesn't that's, that's an old proverb from somewhere else. It's not from the Bible. But it, you hear that all, I've heard that all the time. Like, people will do stuff like that. It's like the Bible says, it's like, no, it doesn't even say that. And then to the point where, like, your your majority of your your people that identify themselves as Christian, they have a t whole theology and doctrine that's based on stuff that's not even in the Bible. Like, if you ever hear anybody, like, says, how do you be saved? And they say, well, pray this sinner's prayer. Jesus will come into your heart, and you'll have a, you'll have a personal relationship and walk with Jesus. And it's like, okay— fine but find me that in the bible anywhere where anybody was told that because there's all kinds of examples of conversion in the bible where people you know became saved but not a single one has any kind of language that approaches that didn't say anything about praying jesus into your heart doesn't say anything about having a personal relationship with christ or anything like that, that personal relationship that's all that stuff that all that stuff's a, a, a new so it's not in the Bible. So it's like, yeah, okay, quantum. Did they change it with the CERN? And no, it's just like people don't even know what's in the Bible, typically. They, they, it doesn't really matter to people anyway, you know, what's in there or what's not. Uh, it, it's, you know, from my experience, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about everybody, but, you know, it's like, yeah, because I've, I've got plenty of debates with people about it. It's like, dude, it's not in the Bible. You're telling people stuff to get saved. It's not in the Bible. It's like, well, 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 here it is here and here. It's like, well, you're just taking passages from different places. But I'm talking about, like, where did one of the apostles or disciples or anyone ever tell anybody 
you know, do you have an example of the Bible where they're telling people what you're telling people? It's like, no, there is. It's not in there. But okay, you keep doing it anyway, but it's fine. You know, that's, that's, you know, but so in, in that, you know, and on a, on a subject that's like important to that, a lot, as, as important as it is to purported to be to a lot of people, you know, like what the Bible says. And then it's like, yeah, well, they, they, they can get one over on you on that. Tell you something that used to say something, but it really didn't say it. Then you say, oh, it's Guan, it's a Mandela. It's like, no, it's not Mandela. It's just the Bible has always said that, and you never read it. But, yeah. Um, oh. What else? Yeah, I just wanted to get on air and uh, rant and rave a little bit. Uh, no big deal. Uh, whoop. Up, up. See on the new uh, news on my notes. Um, oh yeah, I want to thank uh, Andrew for donation and uh, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for the donation, man. Um, yeah, I had a couple of donations. Um, do do do. Had some stuff in here in my notes. But yeah, typically okay. Well, I'm in an hour and seventeen minutes in, and nobody's calling in, and it's a holiday, blah blah blah, and we're celebrating. Uh, yeah, we're celebrating our independence from Upper Mongolia, and our epic struggle with uh, Genghis Khan back in the early 1400s. And, uh, yeah, the Chinese invented fireworks and they, uh, we had a meal together with the Chinese and then they exchanged, they, they changed, exchanged dinner rolls for firecrackers. And that's why we have firecrackers and we pop them and, uh, we defeated Genghis Khan he was decapitated. His head was bronzed, and it's in the capital rotunda. It's actually at the top on a spire. That's Genghis Khan's gold, gold plated head. You can go check that out if you get real patriotic and you really want to celebrate the fourth. Uh, see what else do I know about revolutionary history? Yeah, okay. Genghis Khan. We've defeated Genghis Khan. Got independence from Upper Mongolia. We got uh. Yeah, fire fireworks came from that. Chinese invented them. And then uh yeah, f- um see who the flag. See, I'm pretty good at this stuff. It's like um yeah, who was the uh who was the inventor of the American flag? Uh I got to think about that one for a minute. That was um Golly, she just got a Nobel Prize recently. Uh, she wouldn't sit in the back seat of the bus. I know that. Who's who? Am I thinking about? She wouldn't ride in the back of the bus. She got kicked off the bus. She made the American flag. It's um. Oh, the name escapes me. Man, damn it! But uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh. It was uh, uh, Tina Turner, I think, somebody like that. But, yeah, so we got uh, that to be grateful for. 
I think you eat a turkey leg today. You drink a Miller Light. Uh, oh, well, yeah, that's good times. Uh, and somebody might try to correct me on some of my, on a few of my historical facts there, but you got to remember this is the ever shifting, oh, Mandela effect reality. So, like, anybody that, anything that anybody says, I guess at this point, is correct somewhere in the quantum foam. So, yeah, that all actually did happen. Maybe it didn't happen in your particular timeline and reality in your particular version of the multiverse, but in mine, that's how it went down. It's documented. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I got it. Trust one. Rosa Parks, yeah, with the flag. She's, she invented the flag. Um, yeah, I've got some sharp, sharp listeners. Uh, Paul on the call. Let's see. Hey, man. How you doing? Uh Uh-oh. What happened? Let's see if I get Paul back. Fourth of July. Everybody likes the Fourth of July. And that song was written by Mark Twain. And that was the national anthem up until 1977, I believe. And uh, then it was purchased by uh, Oscar Mayer Company. It was changed into a baloney jingle. And that's how we ended up with the jingle today that we use for the national anthem. Uh, something like that. I don't know. Sometimes I get these historical facts confused. Paul ain't calling in. That was a false flag call, Paul. Called in and then hanged up. Uh, yeah, American history, that's one of my favorite subjects. I could go on and on and on about that. About Rosa Parks sewing the American flag. I think it initially, the American flag... Well, I, I remember hearing about the... And this is supposedly true. That this, the... That the the bird of America, the the national bird, like Ben Franklin wanted it to be a turkey. And that was going to be a wild turkey was going to be uh, the, the, the national bird. That's, that's, that's interesting. And then they changed it to bald eagle. Oh, bald eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh, I hear firecrackers now. Ba ba da ba 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 ba. Well, I don't know. Is anybody calling in at this point? It's a holiday, so people are out blowing shit up. 
eating turkey legs. That's why you eat turkey legs on the 4th of July, because uh, do we eat turkey legs on the 4th of July? I'm thinking about something else. I get things mixed up sometimes. <clears throat> but maybe you do now that the... Ah, shit. Mandela effect. But, um... scooby dooby doop 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 doo All right. That's probably enough. Let's see. What time is it? It's 1021. This is July 4th. It's 2016. And uh, we did a little refresher course on uh, what we're celebrating on 4th of July. Uh, bah, 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 bah. When, um, yeah, shoot. That's that's probably that the extent of my knowledge of American history. <clears throat> so check out hoaxbusterscall.com. This has been a special holiday edition of hoaxbusterscall.com. And uh, there'll be some posts up there of interest. Check those out. And, uh, yeah, links on the side of other sites of interest. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I got for this evening. Um, so everybody have a good night. Take care. Hopefully we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you for listening to the Hoaxbusters call. You can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com. Support the Hoaxbusters call by rating it on iTunes, sharing it on social media, fire off a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com. Conspicuous graffiti in public places. Busters call. Conspiracy. Just theory. We hanky panky men have always been with you. That's a fact. What's new? Are they the experts? The experts. The so-called experts. Experts of the new oracles. Who are greatly pretentious. <laughs> they speak to us with the absolute authority of the computer. Pretend to know something, but they only know very superficially. And we bow down before them. They're God's own gift to the faker. What I may call the messages of Brave New World, that it is possible uh, to make people contented with their servitude. I think this can be done. I think it has been done in the past, but I think it could be done even more effectively now because you can provide them with bread and circuses and you can provide them with endless amounts of distractions and propaganda.
I was um, notified by the cell recently that there was something going on that the existing cats on the property had formed uh, what we call a catmobile, which is mobile positioning to receive information. And the suggestion was that a leak in the Big Dipper would occur as a sign of a leak in the Lou at the Sioux project. You got to do what you got to do. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.